بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين النبيين محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله we are still discussing the affair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the Rabbil Alameen, the Lord of all of creation. And he is a ma'abud, he's the one that ibadah is directed towards. And Shaykh Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahhab, he mentions to Dalil, Ya ayyuhal nasu'bud rabbukum wal-ladhi khalaqakum wal-ladhi nabin qablikum la'allakum tattakun. الذي جعل لكم الأرض في وشا والسماء بلاء وأنزل من السماء ما. So the proof of that being the state of Allah تبارك وتعالى. Oh mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those that preceded you, so that you may be from those that are upon and attain piety. He is the one that has put out the earth, rolled out the earth for you. And made the sky a canopy for you, and sent down from it rain water. And so, Sheikh Zaid, rahimahullah, he mentions I tafsir of this ayah that the nida, the address, is the jimi and nas. So everyone has been addressed within this ayah. As allowed to Baruch Hussein states, Yeah, you mankind. So everyone's been addressed. And so this is indicative of the fact that the da'wah, the call of our Prophet وسلم, is comprehensive. The call of our Prophet ﷺ is comprehensive. And this is something we mentioned previously. That he, alayhi salatu was a messenger that was sent to all of mankind. And so, hence why we have this kalima, ya nas. All mankind, and addressed to all of mankind. So, all of mankind, I mean, the hada don't mean unas, araman wa ajaman. And so everyone that is addressed and everyone that is regarded as being from a nas, whether they be from the Arab, whether they be from the Ajam, the non-Arab, whether they be from the Dukur, the males or the Inaf, the females, all of them are addressed with this particular address, which is general and comprehensive. So that they may direct their ibadah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, without any partners. So there Allah Ta'ala mentions the command of ibadah. 
I had a command of their worship. Thereafter, thereafter mentioned this command of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He mentions the illa. I had a reason for that. I that he subhanahu wa ta'ala alladhi khalaqakum wa alladhina min kablikum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that created you. And likewise those that preceded you. And the reality is that Allah SWT created us, He created those that preceded us, and so we are but a nation of amongst the, amongst the nations that Allah SWT has created. As is mentioned in the hadith, which is found in the Muslim Imam Ahmed, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, Antum to fool, Sabi'in Ummah. Antum khayruha wa akramuha ala Allah. You are from amongst 70 nations. And you are the best of them and the most noble amongst them. And so this is the reality of this Ummah. The rest of the Ummah, the rest of the nations, and it was noble of the nations. And the reality is, however, that the command of Ibad, the command of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, is a command for all of the Ummah, all of the nations. And it's not something which is exclusive to ourselves. And so, thus, when you have the command of Ya Yuhad Nas, all mankind, and you know that this is for all of mankind, whether they be mankind that have preceded us, whether they be the mankind that are with us today, and those that will come after us as well. And thereafter, Allah Ta'ala mentioned with the ayah, الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ بَعْدَ عَبَرُ مِنْ عِبَادَ وَحْدَهُ إِضَاحَ وَبَيَانَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ وَرَزَقَ هُوَ الَّذِي يَسْتَحِقْ عَلْ يُعْبَدْ وَحْدَهُ وَأَنَّ الَّذِي لَمْ يَخْلُقْ and so he's the one that's created you. Allah has created you. And so this is a clear for a clarification of the reality as to why he is the one that is deserving of worship. Uh, this is by ilizam, as they mentioned. It's something which is mentioned as by necessity. As we understand, if we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that creates us alone, then our gratitude for the, for the affair of creating us and all the blessings that he's bestowed upon us, which we would not be able to enumerate. If we were to ask to enumerate and count the blessings of Allah ta'ala, we would not be able to do so. And so upon us is gratitude. Upon us is direct gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala essentially by way of ibadah. And the reason why that this ibadah is directed to him alone is due to the fact that he alone is the one that has bestowed these blessings upon us. He alone is the one that is in control of all the affairs of the creation. He alone is the one that has brought about, is brought about the creation itself, ijadu. And so, due to this, by examples we mentioned, by necessity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserving of worship alone. And there's nothing 
that a person has by way of al-hayat or mawt, it'll be about life or be about death, or, of course, created or be about sustenance. No one from creation can do so. And so, due to that, they are not deserving of ibadah. They'll never be deserving of ibadah. And so this is what you should understand, Barakallahu Fikr. That when it comes to the affair of worshipping Allah and essentially establishing this affair of gratitude to Allah by way of ibadah, it's because he is is alone when it comes to the affairs of Rububiyyah. He is alone when it comes to the affairs of Rububiyyah. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions Tawheed being of two types, two forms. The first of them is Tawheed ma'rifa wal ithbat. A Tawheed ma'rifa wal ithbat. Uh, this is the Tawheed of the person having knowledge and affirmation. I affirm the affair of ibadah. Lillahi ta'ala. Or affirming the fact, the fact that Allah is the Rabbul Alameen. Affirming the attributes of Allah. Ma'rifat And the second form, the second category mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah is a tawheed al-talab wal-qasd. A tawheed al-talab wal-qasd. And a tawheed of seeking I request and intent. I essentially the ibadah. And so, if a person has affirmed, has ma'rifah with bad, in the first form, so they've affirmed that Allah Ta'ala is the Rabbul Alameen, they've affirmed that Allah Ta'ala is the Khalik of Kulli Shay, they've affirmed that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that is the Khalik of Kulli Shay, Allah Ta'ala is the one that disposes of the affairs of the creation. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is the one that is alone when it comes to his days and attributes. They affirmed that. Then it necessitates the talab wal qasd. It necessitates the second form, which is the ibadah and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And so this is why Shaykh Islam mentions these particular categories. Question for you, Ikhwah. What can be said in response to the one where it says that this categorization is of two? And most commonly we hear of how many? Free. So what can be said in response to the one that says, okay, some people have a category of two, some have a category of three. Why can we not have a category of four, as is mentioned by others, when they say Tawheed al hakimiyah If we say now that you have Tawheed, Ma'rifat, along with Tawheed, Talab al Qast, and this is acceptable, and if some say that they have the Tawheed Rububiyyah, Tawheed Uluhiyyah, Tawheed Asma wa Sifat, and this is acceptable, why is it not acceptable to say that you have these three types of Tawheed, Idafatan, and along with that, in addition to that, is Tawheed al Hakamiya and Tawheed of rulership? Why is this not acceptable where the other two are? What about the two? No. Essentially, this is the, the, the fact that there was there are sometimes mentioned as two, sometimes mentioned as three. There are no difference between the two. Is that 
the categorization of the three, or the categorization of the two, the three are found within them. So the first type is from those that I mentioned from uh, Sheikh Zayn and Taymiyyah was what? Tawheed what? Ma'rifah what? Ifbat. And so this Tawheed, Tawheed Ma'rifah Ifbat, essentially is the Rububiyyah and Asma wa Sifat. So this is the affirmation of the Rububiyyah and Asma wa Sifat. Affirming Allah Ta'ala is alone when it comes to the Rububiyyah. Affirming Allah Ta'ala is alone when it comes to his names and attributes. That's the first time. The Tawheed, Talab al-Khast, is the Uruhiyah, the worship of Allah. So they're one and the same. However, when a person now says that we're going to bring about al-Hakimiyah, and essentially they make a focus upon one aspect from his Rububiyyah, one aspect from his Uluhiyah, one aspect from his Asma'a wa Sifat, and try to bring it together into one category. Now, making a focus upon one particular aspect. Now, this is why we say that this is an innovative practice. Because this is not something which is, was first of all understood by way of the Salaf. Secondly, that this categorization, this fourth categorization, is something which is devoid of, is devoid of completion. Because you're only taking specific parts of each type now. And so that's one issue. Second issue, of course, is the intent behind it. The intent behind it is that this form of categorization is used as a vehicle for the khawarij of our time, where they seek to make the da'wah, their da'wah one about leadership and rulership, and the focus of on rulers, and seeking, no doubt, to make takfir upon the rulers, with the intent with that, to try and overthrow the rulers, to be upon a revolutionary manhaj, revolutionary methodology indeed. And the reality is, is that the affair of Tawheed is one in which the promise of messengers came to their prospective nations to call the people to. And it was not a means, or it was not something which should be used as a vehicle to call others to a particular way of deviation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Now, and so, Sheikh Zayn goes on to mention, as for the Mushrikun, yeah, they are the Mushrikun, they differ in relation to the different forms of shirk that they fall into. فاليهود عبدوا الثلاثة ونصارى كذلك والمشركون معبوداتهم لا تدخل تحت العد والحصر من أشجار وأحجار والأخشاب الملحوطة والشمس والقمر والقواكب وضوات الأنواع وأشكال مختلفة بحسب الزمان والمكان And so when you find those upon الشرك then of course they differ what's that they are upon. You have those that worship from the Yahud and the Sara, the Jews and the Christians, that will worship the free, or worship free others, or worship Allah in terms of free and Trinitarian belief. Likewise, you will have the Mushrikun, and the Mushrikun, in which 
what they worship and whom they worship cannot be enumerated. It cannot be uh, now concisely put enumerated. So you have those that will worship the trees, those that worship stones, those that worship the fashioned, the fashioned uh, wood, the sun, the moon. Now, and so you find that the Mushriki, they will worship the sun, the moon, the stars, and different forms that are known, depending upon the time and place. So if you go to a particular place, you may find that the Mushriki worship these idols. If you go to a particular place, you may find that the Mushriki worship these idols. If it's a particular point in time, those who may worship these idols. They, they, they did not have any form of tamiz when it came to distinction, when it came to their shirk. Rather, what they were upon was worshiping other than Allah. And that was the, uh, the focus of what they were calling to. And so, this was the reality of the people. This was the reality of the people before the da'wah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That the people would first and foremost be upon the worship of Allah. They were enemies to one another. Likewise, they would look down upon the females. If they look down upon the birth of the females and regard it as being regard it as being something which was lowly or something which was lowly and shameful. As Allah Ta'ala states in relation to the Arab of the time, whether that if he was granted a daughter from amongst these, these individuals, the time of Jahiliya, granted a daughter, his face will be darkened and become blackened and be, be overcome with grief. Because he would only want I males, only want male children. He only want his male children to carry on his lineage. And so, I carried, I mean, from those that, that would carry on, this, uh, carry the salah. Because in terms of the people, at this time, as we mentioned, they were enemies to one another. At the time before this da'wah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were nothing but warring tribes and factions. And so, the reality was, is that because of that, the focus of the people was always upon war and how they could how they could overcome what's the best thing what's, what's, what are the best commodities for them to have to overcome the enemies and so if it came or they as soon as they had the knowledge that they had a daughter then their faces would become blacker and they would overcome with grief knowing that this that their daughter would not be able to aid in this effort of the wars that they have and overcome their enemies. 
And so this, no doubt, caused them to not only be overcome with this grief, but fall into this affair of the murdering of the, of the daughters, the killing of the daughters. The last of states, so to and for what sin and what transgression were they killed? I su'al was referred to as su'al istinkar. I question, which is the question in reality negating the action which was done. They still making it a card of the action. But they were not killed for any sin. They were not killed for any transgression. They were killed for the, the fact that they were females. And so this is the reality of the people before the da'wah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so, this was their reality. Thereafter, within the same ayah, Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the illa, and Allah ta'ala mentions from the reasons, da'am, for the reason amongst the reasons, for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, la'allakum taktakun. So you may be from those that attain piety. I that you have taqwa relation to Allah by way of imtithal and awamir. Awamir. So you have taqwa relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you adhere and you obey his commands. Washtinaab and nawahi. And you stay away from his punishments or stay away from his prohibitions. Walidhalik amarakum bil-ibadati. And so due to that, He's commanded you with the word, his worship. And so, along with that, he's mentioned, I have a desire, the ni'am, and the blessings, the ni'mah, especially the blessing of the earth being laid out for us, the sky being a canopy for us, the risk coming about from the rainwater. He's mentioned all of this, Tabarakwa Ta'ala, reminding us of the blessings that he's put forth for us, so that we may be individuals that establish and adhere to his commands, and that we are staying, people that stay away from his prohibitions. And that we establish and we are firm, firmly upon the obedience of, obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Whilst, as long as we are in the hayat al-amal, as long as we are in this abode of amal action, this particular abode. And Allah ta'ala mentions something that we all all aware of, no doubt, which is the ard, that we the ard, the earth that we walk upon every day, and the mention of the ard is significant due to the fact 
of what we find of it from manafit, from benefit. And a different form of benefit we find amongst the, um, from the earth. And that how widespread it is. So that people may become, they spread across the earth and live in different parts of the earth in blessing. And are able to perform anything that they need with ease. This is the significance of mentioning the earth, so mentioning the earth. Because if we are, if we are brought to, or this is brought to our attention, and the blessings of the earth itself, and due to the blessings, we should worship our last Taala alone. If this is brought to our attention, then this no doubt allows us to reflect upon the blessings that we see every day, and begins and allows us for allows ease for us in order to worship Allah and adhere to His commands. And stay away from his prohibitions and essentially be upon ibadah of Allah Ta'ala alone and be upon Tawheed. And thereafter, Allah Ta'ala mentions, and he sent from the earth or from the sky, he sent from the sky water, rainwater. And this rainwater, no doubt, is the Sebabur risk, is the reason for our. Risk the reason for our provisions that from the rainwater, as we know, crops grow. The crops grow, it allows us to have vegetation, it allows for the, <coughs> the cattle to graze and eat from. And we benefit from all of that in terms of our risk, in terms of our food, in terms of our sustenance. And know that we see the reality of the opposite of that. That when there's droughts, this directly affects the risk of the people. It directly affects the provisions of the people. If you reflect and you, and you ponder upon the, the points in time, and it's something which has happened, which occurs on, uh, of, occurs from time to time in different lands, where there are droughts and there is no rainwater, no rainwater for months, days, months, long periods, sustained periods of time. And this has a direct effect upon the people, their risk. has a direct effect upon the quality of life of the people. has a direct effect upon the iqtisad, upon the economy of a particular land. And so, no doubt, this effect of the rainwater is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is a small example of how one of the things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala controls has a direct effect upon the quality of the lives that we live. And so when we do have this rainwater in abundance, then we should be from those individuals that are shakirun, those servants that are, that are grateful. And this, great, this gratitude becomes manifest by way of our ibadah. This gratitude is manifest by way of our worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. والله تعالى أعلم إن شاء الله وكونكلود with that point بإذن الله continue in our next lesson بارك الله فيكم جزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين